Listening to the Noise Canceling Pod, the podcast about streamlining life, encouraging discourse, and maximizing your mind. Hosted by Frank Boyce and Axel Clark. Welcome back, everyone, to Noise Canceling Pod. This is episode 29, and I'm Frank Boyce. And this is Axel Clark. We're glad to have you. Uh, it's only been a couple weeks, so I'm, I'm going to give ourselves a pat on the back for uh, for jumping right back into it. I think we committed to another show before New Year's, but hey, we're pretty close. We're, we're, we're <laughs> human. It's it's goals for 2017. And I think we have some good episodes coming up. We're going to have Trevor back on the program talking about a new um, cause that he's working for. So I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, Absolutely. So, so, Axel, why don't you jump into uh, our topic today and just introduce what we're going to talk about. Okay, so since it's a New Year's topic, a lot of the times you talk about New Year's resolution, but we're all about, or at least, yeah, we're, we're all about lessons learned. So, we're going to do a 2016 reflection, which is going to kind of feed into not exactly resolutions, but just what we're looking, things we're trying to improve for for 2017. So, the four questions that we kind of are using as uh, a guide are, number one, what did I do well? Number two, what have I learned? Three, what can I do better? And finally, what puzzled you? So Frank, like do, you, questions. do you want to kick it off and maybe talk about one thing that you think you did well in 2016? Yeah, for sure. So one thing I would say that I, I did really well was project management and project tracking. And it, it actually flows into things that I could do better as well because I think I didn't necessarily do great in day-to-day task making, but in terms of large projects and, and keeping together a, a big timeline with a lot of multiple tasks over a long period, I did a really good job of managing those projects. What tools did you use to do that or what was the, what, what was your secret? I honestly, I would say Trello was was one of my keys to 2016 was just like keeping keeping the larger tasks in mind and on different boards so it was still organized where it wasn't just like this big list or even a calendar but you know I had my my thoughts and my long-term tasks organized and as I went through them I could just move them off off one board to the other for these big tasks did do you feel like when you started the task you knew everything you had to do to to get it done or in some cases were you kind of uh, like flying by the seat of your pants? I know what the end goal is, but I'm not exactly sure what the interim steps will be exactly. Yeah, I mean, I would say for a lot of them, it it was just learning and in through the process. Much of the the projects I'm talking about are from this year were starting a nonprofit, so I didn't, you know, I knew kind of the basic idea behind the nonprofit, and I knew some regulations, but I, I really didn't know the mechanisms or the forms or who to actually talk to. So, yeah, it was really learning throughout that process. What, when you say doing these projects, was it, were you managing people in the project, or is this mainly just 
you trying to keep yourself on task to complete an like an overall project so i would say for this year it's probably 70 percent me okay and then probably about 30 percent team projects as well so i mean it, it was definitely a combo and i i even had trello boards for other people's tasks as well so do you think that in like how does this differ from in the past so in the past you wouldn't have been able to visualize what you needed to get done and so then things would have fallen through the cracks or you would have kind of procrastinated on them or how how would you have done it in the past differently i think there there was more accountability for just having having it documented and and revisiting that month after month to see you know if if there were dates that were slipping because I, w- I would put deadlines for certain parts of the project and so if there were deadlines slipping then there was a negative reinforcement to say hey you, you need to keep focus on this one and so it's not it's not just stuff like you can't just rip off the sheet of paper from your notebook and be like well i guess that's not gonna get <laughs> right. done i'm i, I want to look and see what your trello board structure looks like so we're mm-hmm. actually thinking about using the trello board for the wedding planning nice I think it's it's so beneficial, and there I actually I found another one. I'm trying to remember, I'll have to I'll put it in the link. Um, it's it's actually a little bit better for Trello if you're using for an actual process flow. Mm-hmm. But but I think for for the majority of projects and tasks, it's it's just such a good way to organize both your thoughts and documents and and just kind of keep your life together. Is kind of how I felt this year because I had so much stuff going on. How much do you use the like checklists and comments within the cards and how much are you just primarily using the name on the top of the card? So it depends. I think for projects that involve other people, the, the task and the checklist mm, and the, okay. the comments are super important. I think just for myself, you know, it's mostly just the name on it and then maybe if there's a document that goes along with it, or like links. So like if I was learning a process in, an, in a nonprofit, mm-hmm. like I could put the links uh, okay. or I could put instruction links to go back to and revisit those. Yeah, nice. I have not messed around with the assigning the tasks and having a team board. I think there was about a year ago, I tried to do that with Nana mm-hmm. and then we didn't use it. <laughs> I was like, we're gonna, actually it was not to assign like, cause you would think to assign like chores or something like that. But I was actually trying to use it to like brainstorm fun activities or fun things to do and we can mm-hmm. i think it was maybe a good starting point but then it was not kept up yeah yeah and i think like i said for for like assigning tasks to, to a specific person it's it's not as good of a tracker as some some of the more expensive platforms i'll mm-hmm. say but i i just think for especially for larger projects i feel like it's it's really good to have all of your all of your tasks just in one place that's super easy to visualize and to pull up on your phone too yeah oh yeah nice okay cool anything else to add on that one i think that uh, i mean so it flowed into you know what i could do better um in terms of daily tasks so like i i had this big board of of kind of the strategic things that i wanted to get done but i w- i will say you know, I'm hoping that in 2017 I can I can have a little bit more focus just on you know when I'm making a smaller list like like I said on a notepad you know getting those things done day to day and I think part of that was last year the first six months I was super into meditation and really focused on you know like taking time out of my day to to pause and just kind of get my head level and go into the afternoon refreshed and I, I've really fallen off on that you know I, I listened to either music or 
you know, watch YouTube videos during my lunch and it's, it's just not as restorative. Yeah. So I'm hoping to get back into that this year. Yeah. I think that the thing that I have found for, for the daily tasks, there's kind of two approaches. So one, you can have this big long list and try to check off these lists. I've tried to, in some, I go back and forth, but sometimes I try to, to only to limit my list daily list to three things that are very important because sometimes when you have the little small ones, like the small ones are easier to check off. And so you'll continually focus on these little easy tasks and then you'll just roll the hard ones over. Cause it's like, well, it's going to take me half a day to do this big, huge task. That's probably mm. more important. And then, then my big long list is going to look like I didn't accomplish as much. So sometimes I think maybe, uh, if you, if you limit your list, you're, you can focus on the big important things that that you might otherwise put off. No, I think that's I think that's good, and I think that goes beyond just prioritization, right? Like you can you can have a big long list and list it one through ten in terms of the, your priority, mm-hmm. but that that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about time management combined with prioritization, right? I like think. maybe you have a big list, but like the list I have in front of me is the three things that. At the end of the day, probably if I get these three things done, I would be satisfied. And they're yeah. and they're maybe a little bit harder than some of the other ones on my list. I think that's good. Really good tip. Do you have any tools for that, or do you just use pen a and note paper? card? I yeah. did, well, I have oh. I purposefully get a smaller note card so that I can't write. Well, I have two, so I have like a big, not a big pad, but like a legal pad mm-hmm. that's like my note, what I use for notes. But then I have a a, a smaller ring of just note cards that i use to limit the amount of space that i can write those things on interesting the other thing that i'm trying for this year and this this i guess gets it more into the uh, new year's resolution as opposed to looking back on 2016 but it's related to it i'm trying to track how much i use my phone a little bit more oh gosh <laughs> i i think i feel like that it would probably be embarrassing to realize how much you're on your phone and how much you need it I, I wouldn't, it's, yeah. It's super demoralizing, I'll be honest. The uh, the first... I, I, <laughs> I just pulled it up. It says I unlocked my phone 171 times today. What what app is this? It's uh, it's called Break Free. Oh and I think gosh. it's both iOS and Android. But it's really... Oh, I, gotta, I, I, I tried a couple other ones, but, but yeah, this Break Free one is pretty good. It's like very simple, but just... It just keeps terrible. track of your unlocks. And I use my I use my phone for two and a half hours today. Yeah. Does it count if you're like playing music but the screen's locked? You know, I haven't I haven't gotten a lot into the settings and how it tracks you. Um, and you actually you can exclude apps on it uh, and exclude phone time. Okay. So I haven't really gotten into. You know, really what I'm looking at right now is just how many times I check my phone during the day because that just kind of goes back to my overall theme of losing time and distraction. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, so that's, that, a great that's one. one of mine. Hmm. All right, well, so I'll do my first one. So what did I do well? I think one thing I did well is that I learned the basics of three programming languages languages and then also many of the fundamentals of programming and i think that was probably the biggest 
thing that I learned over the course of the year. And what I learned during that process was that uh, if you pick a project and you you find a, a project and also commit either with your friends or to your friends, that that can kind of help propel you along in, in learning or just doing whatever you want to do. So the example I have for that is just building the fantasy sports app. Like I know if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have pushed so hard to learn programming. And then also doing the noise canceling pod with you. I'm sure if I was doing it by myself, I would not still be doing a podcast. Yeah, that's true. I think if I was just messed around with, Oh, I'm just going to see how it works. Then I would have figured it out and then moved on. So I think if you can, (laughs) so in general, I think, the thing I learned is if you're trying to actually do something or learn something, if you have a project that's associated with it, and also if you can somehow commit to it with your friends or to your friends, I think that can really help you to stick to it. Yeah, I think that's an awesome point. And it's kind of, you're kind of like artificially creating the need to learn that, right? Right. So like, so like I'll give you an example. I, Katie and I designed our logo and kind of all of our, um, branding for a nonprofit and and so we were you know taking some <laughs> design classes yeah gra- graphic design and, and learning as we were doing that but you know that's more out of necessity but i think what you're saying is if you can create that necessity you know not necessarily artificially but in in an organic way where you almost feel the need to acquire I, these skills i that's exactly right because i i think i was almost to like what you're just describing is pretty much the same mindset I had, even though there, the urgency probably wasn't there as much as what you guys were trying to do. It's the same mindset of I'm going to push through and solve this problem and I'm going to learn how to do these next things. And it also kind of guides you on what to learn next because you're not, mm-hmm. you're just, okay, what's the next thing I have to do to complete this project? Yeah. And I don't know if everyone has gone back and read your blog. We'll, we'll definitely link to okay. that again. Um, it was really good, and and I think it was it was kind of to me like reading the important parts of Tim Ferriss's Five Hour Chef or Four Hour Chef. <laughs> Added an extra hour. <laughs> it takes me longer to learn things, but um, in just that, it was much more than just talking about programming. It was really talking about a better way to, or the best way for you to acquire new knowledge and and learn. Yeah, there was some of that in my notes for sure. So I really enjoyed that. I, you know, I didn't really necessarily get into the specific programming language, but just yeah. just reading it from a, a purely, you know, knowledge acquisition, learning acquisition standpoint, I was like, that was such a good approach that you took. Yeah, uh, it just in terms of breaking it down, and like you said, in, in terms of giving yourself a project to learn within. Yeah, and so one other thing I learned is on the same thing is for me or something I did well or what I learned is that I'm really good at focusing on a problem or task and then like blocking everything else out. But that's also something that I think I can do better. Cause there are, I probably in terms of like balance on my life, I probably was like too much spending mm-hmm. time reading about programming and learning programming. And so what I want to do better is set aside, like set aside a set amount of time for programming and only program during that time. Do you think that will create more pressure for you to do it, or do you think it'll it'll be almost discouraging if you run into roadblocks? I don't I don't know I have, I don't know what the I, I what I need to do is 
absolutely commit to that and then see what happens when I am partway through a problem and I hit my time limit. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I probably talked about it on this before, you always feel like you're right there, like you're about to solve it, but then, and sometimes you are, and other times you're an hour away. or yeah. And you continue trying it for an hour, and then you go to bed, and then you wake up, and then you just fix it in five minutes. So it's like, I could have just not wasted that out. Well, I mean, sometimes you're working t- close to the solution, but like, a lot of times it's just something simple that you are missing because you're just so buried trying to figure it out. But <laughs> it's so hard because you it always feels like you're just right there. Yeah. So we'll for see. Sure. Uh, at least That'll I want to I want to try that out. I think I think I probably was in terms of overall balance. I was like I didn't read as much as well. I read a lot about programming, but I haven't read about some of the other things that I would like to, and so. I, I want to try to set aside some time for other things. That was actually on one of my what I could do better was reading more next year. I feel like everyone says that, but I, I actually feel like I, I like a you. I, I did read a lot this year. It was just on. It wasn't for fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it was on a specific task. I think I, what I my because just saying I want to do that I think is not very effective. So what I'm what I want to do. I'd like to, when I get home, set my phone in one area and pick up the Kindle. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if I have the urge to, like, check it or do something, I'm pulling up a Kindle with something that I'm reading versus pulling up Twitter. I'm just going to throw this out. How do you feel about a noise-canceling pod book club? Ooh. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> then, we, then we hold each other accountable. Maybe a listener or one <laughs> wants yeah. to do it with us. Although, um, although my, like, I feel like a, well, if I was going to start a book club, I would actually start a blog club because I think that's more realistic, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I'm in on the book club. Nice. What do you mean by a blog club? Like so, you start a blog book club? Yeah. Instead of like, okay, so let's say you have a, a monthly book that you're reading. Well, like no one reads the book. So yeah. instead I was thinking, I was thinking about doing this at work. I was thinking instead of proposing a full, an entire book, I would just take maybe five blogs, like blog posts, oh okay, or art or long form articles, and say, "Hey, read these articles, and then we'll talk about these articles," so that it's more people feel like they're going to be able to actually get through it. Maybe I'm like thinking less of people and not challenging them as much, but I was just trying to do enough to uh, be successful in some way. That's interesting. Maybe we could do both. We could do one month book club, one month blog club. Maybe, yeah. So why don't you send me send me some book ideas and we'll okay. we'll compare. All right. So uh, another thing. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, what else do you have? So another thing that goes along with what you said in terms of what you did well is I I felt like I really did, you know, acquire some some new skills both in in web design and graphic design we spent so much (laughs) in july and august and september just almost every night probably at least three hours a night working on website and uh, our graphics and fonts and all of our branding in general and i mean i I feel like i I learned a lot just in terms of actually delivering it but i think Mm -hmm. 
from an aesthetic standpoint, I, I've learned a lot too. And, you know, you can, you can look at successful design outside of, you know, just your own house or even within your own house, you look at a book or you look at a magazine and it's much easier to pick out, you know, like hmm. why, why yeah. does that stand out or why is that super boring? Right. Interesting. I'm going to have to, I want to talk to you about these cause, cause it, that touches programming, but I've, like I haven't actually dug into it too much. I basically have just tried to use the like standard design that that you can like cookie cutter design that you can that you can throw into a project pretty easily. But I haven't mm-hmm. actually dug into it a whole lot. Yeah. Other than the general recommendation is don't use too many fonts, don't use too many columns. Like the things that everyone tries to get fancy on is what turns the website terrible. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it is a fine line because you, if if you can have a page that is incredibly simplistic and has the amount of information in it, like that's that's kind of the ultimate goal, you know. Like that's right. that's what that's what Apple does. Like they they want it to be as minimal and beautiful as possible, but still have the amount of information that they deem necessary for you. Yeah. So like, I feel like that is kind of the ideal right now, but. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard when you're trying to get a lot of information into a website, presenting that in some way that's not just overwhelming right. or completely ugly. Yeah. What's your next one? I know you so, had a lot. I ha- so <laughs> one thing that I learned that I thought was interesting is that I think since about the last six months at least, I have not focused hardly at all on weightlifting, and I've been mainly doing yoga and these bodyweight gymnastics workouts and but i've kept it like a pretty good diet and i would i probably would have otherwise been worried that i would be getting out of shape but i found that i've maintained like I've, I've been i've kept in good shape even though i have not lifted which probably was a little bit surprising to me you said it's been six months since you lifted. six months yeah yeah so I don't I don't know what to say think about that I I'm pleased that I've done more stretching and mobility like I think I will ultimately feel better and that's good long term, mm-hmm. uh, and I've been able I think like I already knew or I guess I had a good idea that like that your diet is most important and probably if you have a good diet you can slack off a little bit on exercise as long as you're not trying to train for something specific yeah but I think I kind of probably realized that it is very important it was i didn't like fall off as much as i would have expected yeah well i mean i think especially diet wise after you turn 30 right 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 i mean like it's so it's so different um i'm i'm in the uh the first week of whole 30 i'll be honest oh nice so (laughs) how's it going it's going well we did it last year Um, yeah i lasted 21 days last year okay that's pretty Um, solid I'm not sure how many we're going to do this year, but it, it seems like it may hold even longer. Like oh, we might, nice. we you might install, committed? we might do like the full whole 30 and then do some form of like a cheat day. Can you eat meat? Yeah. You can have meat and you can have fruit. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, you, you can have vegetables except for corn and leg, legumes. Okay. I think I, yeah, I like this thing. I mean, it's well, kind of like hard, add- it's kind of like hardcore paleo. Um, and right. there's an ele- element of like um, food sensitivities in it in terms of like eliminating different things. So, mm-hmm. you know, like eliminating peanut butter is one thing I 
kind of irks me a little bit, but I mean, the whole thing was formed because to help people develop what they have food, food sensitivities to or food allergies. Yeah. And so there's, there's kind of like that element to it as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not just, it's not even really for weight loss. It just is really effective. Like for people like me, who's super, <laughs> super into sugar yeah. and dairy and dairy. So did, did you have a hard time the first day? So there's no dairy, no dairy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. You should check it out. It's, it's pretty restrictive. Um, but it's such a good reset for your body, and I'm I'm hoping I'm starting a caffeine, uh, gosh, cleanse at the end of this week too. I was like, okay. I can't do both of these the same. Oh, week, that's what I was just gonna say. Yeah, you you have to be careful. That's probably why most New Year's resolutions fail because you're doing all these things at once, and you you only have so much willpower. And particularly like if you're on a hard diet, you should not be trying a bunch of other things at that time. Like just focus on that one thing. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with that. So one thing that may have kept me in shape was that I rode my bike to work pretty much every day since July, and that's like a half hour each way. That's so awesome. And now, somehow I've tricked myself, and it's not any faster, for one. Maybe <laughs> to get to the... No, I don't think it's... Uh, it's probably about the same. Maybe a little bit shorter if I walk to the metro. Mm-hmm. But I think because when I get on my bike, I start moving towards the Pentagon. Whereas if I walk to the Metro, I'm walking 90, like exactly 90 degrees perpendicular. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have this incentive to just go straight to the Pentagon. And so somehow I like, I really resist walking maybe cause I also like don't want to walk for 15 minutes, Yeah, but I really resist the Metro, even though, it's basically like walking for 15 minutes and then sitting on the met or standing on the metro for 15 minutes versus biking for 30 minutes. Somehow, like biking for the 30 seems easier to me. Yeah, I mean, I, do you ever, when you're taking like different driving routes, do you ever take a route that's a couple minutes longer if you miss traffic? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the same principle. Just that you have more control over it even than that. Like Maybe that's it. Like I, I will always take a route that's two minutes longer if it's not as big of a pain. Yeah. I don't know. Somehow I have this habit, and I don't care if it's snowing or raining. Like, I'm I'm riding my bike. I don't know. It's, it's a that's weird awesome. habit that I picked up. I think it just shows you the power of routine, you know? Yeah. Like, like you, you want to feel the same thing. Like, you want to have the same good feeling every day. And like standing on that bike, I'm sure you're just like, this is a perfect way to start. Right. I think it's a little bit of a meditation thing too when I'm riding in there. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I love, I loved when I could ride. There was like a three month period when we first moved to Minneapolis that I could ride my bike to work and it was, it was amazing. You're just like, you just have less, less to worry about really. Right. Like you're not parking. You're not really yelling. Well, the only, the only worry is like... Cause I don't, I never check the weather. I just kind of look outside and then I either take a stocking cap on or off or my sweatshirt on or off underneath my like ski coat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I went to work today, I got there and they're like, Hey, it's going to be a snow advisory for this evening. And so I was imagining myself trying to like ride my bike with the skinny tires through snow on the way back, <laughs> Yeah, which wasn't sounding too great, but it didn't start then it was like not gonna start snowing till seven so i missed it nice 
Well, you got to upgrade those tires is really the conclusion of that story. Well, they're fast, though, when it's dry. Yeah. So, although we think we saw someone with, like, metal spikes, like, snow t- snow bike tires on, mm-hmm. er, like, er, a couple days ago. So, maybe I need to somehow snag the the bike, the spiked bike tires for the snow. Yeah, they're not, they're not cheap, but they work really well. Actually, yeah. I had a pair on my mountain bike when we were in minneapolis yeah yeah i don't but know when it gets icy we'll see i agree i agree i'm not a it huge fan of riding much. ice yeah but never know never know I, I like how hardcore you are about it though that's awesome yeah somehow i just I, i'm riding my bike every time and i just kind of <laughs> am annoyed when i had like two times i wasn't able to ride my bike i'm just kind of annoyed as i'm walking to the metro that's awesome so what else did you learn this year? Um, I think I, so. I learned that human beings are not rational. Mm-hmm. You learned that this year? Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of already knew it, but it really got thrown in. Well, I think probably in everyone's face this presidential election, mm-hmm. where like on paper the the outcome was like you could you would you could never predict it but then you have to remember that human beings are like emotional and like if you play into emotions it, that doesn't always that it's not always rational yeah no that's definitely true yeah <laughs> that wasn't what i learned this year <laughs> that was that was in my what puzzled me category i'll be <laughs> honest <laughs> well to the extent maybe is is a uh, that puzzled me, yeah, or maybe on such a grand scale. So I, I'm gonna j- let's just jump into that one. Um, okay. The thing that honestly puzzled me, I wasn't, it wasn't necessarily that Trump won. It wasn't necessarily that, in my opinion, it's not gonna work out really well. Um, what puzzled me is really the lack of anyone's ability to talk about facts. Like, I feel like that's the thing people keep talking about, like, Oh, I'm scared or I feel afraid. And I think most of that is pretty hyperbolic, but Mm -hmm. the, the thing that scares me a little bit is that I just feel like right now facts are like facts are out of style and, and facts don't really like, how do you prove a fact to some, some people right now? If like, they think that everything is fake news on one side or the other. And maybe everything is fake news. I don't know. Doesn't that doesn't that make you nervous though? Like the like the the relativism of it all. Like that that kind of makes me afraid. I'm like I I don't. I think maybe I I've just checked out and I like I don't <laughs> trust a whole lot of it. Yeah. And I kind of read it for entertainment, but like that's all that's all it's there for maybe. Which maybe uh-huh. should be scary. That's what I mean. That's that's kind of like my conclusion that I've reached in the last few days. I'm just like, I need to take a step away from it because it's bothering me so much. But then I'm like, well, am I just going to take a step away permanently? Or right. like, <laughs> like when, when do you re-engage? Right. And what responsibility do you have to engage? But at the same time, if the best tactic is this fake news type approach, then is that what you should take to, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a really good point. And actually, I was listening to the uh, 
the Senate panel, the hearing today, and that was that was one thing that they brought up, like what what countermeasures you could you could do to the fake news. And I thought that's uh, that's where it started to get scary for me. I'm just like, is everything just going to be fake? Like, how who's going to be the fact checkers at some point? I don't. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Seth Good wrote an art, wrote a blog post on this. Did you see it? I did not. Something about how like now we're eating candy. Like this fake news is all candy and that, oh, the candy diet, mm-hmm. he calls it. And just like you said, like you could eat candy for a day, but like you can't eat and you can kind of like recover from it, but you can't eat candy for like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, that's a, that's a really, really good point. And I think, I think that's what, that's the thing that has surprised me is like I, I felt like after we got past the election like oh we can actually start talking about things again and talking about like what what implications these <laughs> these different stances have and it's just like nope apparently you can't apparently we're just talking in tweets back and forth and arguing if the mainstream media is as fake as fake news oh man yeah so, so I don't know maybe we'll become the fact checkers 2017 will be the year that we we become the fact checking pod podcast yeah well i don't know so let's let's shift to something a bit more more optimistic okay um what else did you do well this year uh let's see so one thing i did well the first half of the year was i used a standy desk but i've really fallen off Mm -hmm. on that and i don't know why but like you just sit down now yeah i just sit down in fact, I'm when I get in tomorrow, I'm putting my standing desk up. I don't know why I stopped using it. Probably because I know what happened. The guy that used to sit, well, he would stand next to me because he never sat down. Mm-hmm. It was like a little reminder that when he was standing and I was sitting, it was like a, just a little nudge to <laughs> me to stand up. And then he left, and so the nudge, the nudge was gone. And so then it was more comfortable for me just to sit there. So how many days do you actually, like, how many days are you uh, conscious that you're sitting down? Like, do you, th- do you feel like it's just a habitual thing where you go in and you sit down and don't think yeah. about it? Or, well, no, I or think are about there it. times during... I'm even, no, time- like, for, probably at least every, no, more, every day I think to myself, I should really put this desk up and stand, and then I don't. <laughs> at least over the last month, probably. Isn't that such a funny, common human thing where we're just like, we're so conscious of what we should be doing. And we're just like, <laughs> yeah, ah, it, w- it might feel better to do that tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. T- so That's tomorrow hilarious. I'm making it happen. Gosh. Tomorrow it's happening. I even quit. So I, I used to, when I left, I would put my desk up just Ooh. because that way when you get in, it's easiest for you just to start standing. But then... I just started putting it down immediately when I got back, and so I just, <laughs> I'm like, this is a, this is pointless. <laughs> That's hilarious. At least it was effective in making you feel bad right at the yeah. beginning of the day. Well, it made me feel so bad that I'm like, I'm gonna stop putting it up at the end of the day. <laughs> oh man, that is a fantastic story for. <laughs> for going into New Year's resolution, because yeah. I know we've all felt that exact same way. <clears throat> that's that's awesome. So that's a that's a thing you could do better. Yeah. 
Nice. What else did you do well? Um, let's let's pat you on the back today. Well, I think that we did a we uh, did a year of po- podcasting, and it, it was pretty quality content. I would agree with that. I like. I, I, liked I probably it. wouldn't have expected to say that we. Like that we well I don't know maybe we, I th- would have thought that we could continue but it was probably a fifty fifty whether we we're going to be able to continue doing this I would have probably put it at we we could probably go back to the podcast and we probably made predictions <laughs> yeah I don't I don't remember I, f- I I agree I think at six months it was probably at fifty fifty yeah well uh-huh. I mean if if on the first of January last year if you like ha- so we had done what like probably three or four yeah I think we done so four. we we were still in the in the provisional fate like where we said we're gonna do five Mm -hmm. so i think if you said i probably figured we'd go a little bit past five but i didn't know how much farther it would go yeah i would agree with that and now look at us episode 29 yeah (laughs) it'll be interesting though (laughs) i'll tell you so the death thing makes you feel bad I, we follow the Eric Andres uh, How to Be a Grown Up podcast, and he mm-hmm. posts new content like every other day, sometimes five days a week. And I'm He's just prolific. like, prolific, so prolific. That's amazing. <laughs> and that makes me feel a little bit bad. I'll be yeah, honest. that well, that is amazing. He's he's he brings it. Yeah, he does. So much energy. Go back and listen to it. It's still our most popular episode ever by a pretty wide margin so maybe we should yeah. have him back on <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we need you eric yeah we that's well funny. i'm also glad that we that we are not focused on boosting well we want to provide good content but we're not worried about boosting the, the listenership numbers exactly yeah i mean i think i think we were always hoping for organic growth but i think we did a really good job of just staying true to what we wanted the concept to be, you know, having interesting guests talking about, you know, topics that bring value to people who actually listen to the show and not, not really worrying about (laughs) the commercial aspect or making it some sort of a profitable industry for us. Right. Which I, I I hope, I hope our listeners appreciate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, so what else do you have? And then what have I learned? That was, um, I mean, that was the main part. Um, nonprofit basics, definitely. Definitely learned a lot about that. Just uh, getting getting a nonprofit set up is is actually pretty easy, but it, it just takes a lot of time to get everything lined up. Yeah. But, but com- coming from like a contract, like government contract standpoint, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to get get one set up. Okay. I'm trying to think what else I learned. I th- I would say, you know, we recently. We're like 26 days into a, a Kickstarter-esque campaign, you know, crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. And, you know, I, I learned that, you know, with, with a startup or a new concept, it's it's hard to project your idea of the concept onto other people. And there's okay. a lot of just unintended, not necessarily unintended, but unexpected um, outcomes and opinions about it. Because even, even though, you know, the concept seems really cool and obvious and um you know important to us and and the concept being we talked about a little bit before morning story is Mm -hmm. just you know recording a a video message for people to play at their funeral like it it seems something that could become ubiquitous you know just everybody that has a funeral records a video message 
but it, it's kind of, you know, how do you communicate that? And at, at this stage where we've raised about $15,000, which is, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of actually, you know, sharing or any sort of viral element to it, you know, it's just not something that people want to talk about. You know, like people don't really want to deal with their death or deal did, with, deal with dying. Did you see the article in the New York times this week? I did actually. That okay. was really good. You're talking about the the palliative care article. Yeah, for the guy that I think we mentioned it with one who so we mentioned him with someone else, but the guy that runs a what you probably know exactly what he does better. I mean, it's kind of like a long-term care facility. Yeah. For people. Yeah. Kind of or pseudo hospice, but I don't I don't think it's technically hospice care. Yeah. Yeah, it's but yeah, I mean, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, when you're involved in the idea, it seems so exciting. And I think that's how a lot of startups are too, where like, it seems like the coolest app in the world and then mm-hmm. you launch it and everyone's like, well, I don't necessarily need this, you know, or it's right. not necessarily something I'm going to share with everybody in my network. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was, that was the surprising thing was just, you know, not necessarily, you know, obviously the generosity of everybody in the campaign was amazing, but it was just the, the lack of spread throughout throughout the internet i guess i would say yeah it's kind of a tough topic really oh for sure yeah i mean it's it's hard to enter a conversation and i think if i was if i saw something similar scrolling through someone's facebook i'd be like oh that's intense like i was just i was just hoping for a cat video right (laughs) (laughs) you got some morning story in intermixed with my fake news that's right. That's right. Like the candy diet mixed with uh, mix, mixed with morning story. So one other thing that I thought that I pr- did pretty well is, and maybe this is just compared to last year when I was in the previous year when I was in Qatar for the most part, is that I visited my family members. So I went out to Oregon and was able to visit most of my family out there, and then some of my families come here to visit. We've been to visit Nana's. Uh, mom a couple times so i think we i've done a better job of going out and visiting my family members and then i've also done a pretty good job i think with keeping in touch with my little brother aj Mm -hmm. and that's just because i like to talk to him about programming because he's he's actually going to college to learn uh to get a degree in programming so it's interesting to talk to him about what he's learning versus what i'm learning that's awesome So, so i think i did a pretty good job of doing it in person i'd like to this is one that I probably have had for like four years, but I'd like to do a bet a better job of, uh, like setting aside time to focus on like important relationships and like talk to people over the phone. Like I, I don't know if I just don't like talking on the phone or what, but I wish I, like, set aside time or spent more time talking with the people that are important to me. Yeah, I mean that's that's a really interesting idea just because. I think you're pretty similar to me that you know people all over the country and and the world, but you know and it's, it's hard. not it's not like once I see the anyone it's not like like we it's like we've been friends forever and we've been like we quickly catch up, but I just feel like I could probably I I'm certain I could do a better job of just keeping in touch with them. What what would you feel about like monthly or? bi-monthly conference calls that you actually schedule on your calendar see i i think that's a that would probably be a great idea and maybe i talked about this before but so when i was the commander i did we i did the uh the one-on-ones every single week 
And like, so these things were like a construct to help with communication. And they, like, it, the communication wasn't just happening on its own. Like, it was a structured thing to improve communication. And I think the fact that it was so structured did not reduce its effectiveness. Yeah, it's totally You know what agree. I'm saying? It's not like because I wasn't doing it just because I like on my own that it was mm -hmm. less effective in fact maybe it was more effective yeah I, I would agree with that totally and I think just giving the space to that relationship is what matters right like it yeah it doesn't necessarily matter I mean it could be 15 minutes it could be half an hour you know you're you're assigning you're assigning time to that and you know whether or not you guys just talk about you know sports or or programming like you're you're still giving an important segment of your day to that relationship. So yeah, I think that's, that's totally legit. I hadn't, I'll be honest. I had never thought of that. I just Googled friendship apps and I was, I was disappointed that I didn't find any results for scheduling time for with your friends. Huh? Interesting. So maybe, maybe that's a new idea I should think about. You could write. I'm sure you could write it. Yeah, I don't. I don't like my results on friendship apps. Yeah, so I don't know what you would tie it into because you'd probably want to integrate it into either a calendar or something. Yeah, maybe Facebook events. I don't know, huh? Anyway, something to work on. Thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Did, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be working on that while I neglect talking. Actually, talking to my family members. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, hang on a second. I'm, know, I'm working on this I'm app. I'm scheduling <laughs> scheduling some time with somebody else. <laughs> That's funny. Well, that was honestly those those were the ones that that I had. Um, I I think you know I had a few other things that puzzled me, but I I, I want to go into this year with with optimism and and you know just thinking that you know even even if things don't don't look great right now, that through uh, discipline and and goal setting, that there can at least be some personal improvement this year. Yeah, I think that that's kind of all you can do, right? Yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely and, right. And uh, help the people around you improve, and then hopefully that has some impact in the overall world. Yeah, that's that was the one thing I was going to add. Just 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 outside on your own personal improvement to share, share your experiences and give give people encouragement. Yeah. So so that's that's all I have. Did you have anything else you wanted to add going into twenty seventeen? I don't I I don't think I have anything else. Well, with that, we're going to sign off. I'm Frank Boyce. And this is Axel Clark. Good luck with those New Year's resolutions. <laughs> nice.